0: How many of you like presents? I love gifts. I love presents. I love getting gifts. Oh, do I love getting gifts. But even more than getting gifts, I love giving gifts. How many of you like to give gifts? Isn't it great? It's wonderful. And I tell you what. The, I love to give gifts to, like, my family and my friends. Uh, I love to give gifts to people I care about and people I love and people I know. But there's one person on this planet that I love to give gifts to the most, and that is my son. I love, hey, buddy, I love to give gifts to that little guy. And it's because for him, every year, every year, it's like the best Christmas ever. Every year, it's, it's like better than last year. And let me tell you what, Jonathan, put your fingers in your ears. Thank you. This year's going to be the best ever. Oh, I can't even tell you. I can't, I can't. I can't. I can't. I told the crowd last night because he wasn't here, but I can't tell you. Oh, I can't wait. I'll tell uh, if you come back to church tomorrow morning, I'll tell you what I got him, but it's awesome. It is so awesome. It's so great. I love to give gifts to him and it's because he, you know, every year it's like the best gift ever, the best Christmas ever. And, and, and I mean, how awesome is my kid? My kid gets excited about clothes. I know, right? I mean, how many kids get excited about getting clothes? My little guy gets, he's not like thrilled over the moon, you know, but he gets excited about getting clothes even. And every year, like I said, is the best Christmas ever. Where does he get that from? Yeah, Mr. Macy's here. Uh, But uh, I I love to give gifts. I, I love to get gifts, but I love to give gifts. And I think we all do. We all like to give gifts to people. And we really like it when those gifts are accepted. Right? Have you ever given a gift to somebody and they just kind of take it? And you want, to op, you want to watch them open it, don't you? You want to see their reaction because you put a lot of time into this. You put a lot of thought into it. You put a lot of effort into getting them this gift. And, and when you give them the gift and they just take it and they're like, okay. And they set it aside and it's like, uh, why didn't you open the gift? I'll do it later. What, what do you mean you're going to do it later? Why didn't you open the gift? And, and so we, we, we kind of feel, why didn't you accept my gift? Or they'll open it in front of you and they're less than enthused about it. And then it's like, oh, socks. Thanks for the socks. And they're just, their whole attitude about the gift that you gave them is, is just one of. They don't appreciate it. And it's just kind of like, eh, eh, thanks, I guess. And that hurts. I mean, it hurts when someone either doesn't accept the gift that you gave them or when somebody doesn't appreciate the gift that you give them. It hurts. And so I wonder to myself, though, as I think about God and I think about the gifts that he has given to us and I think about the gift that he gave us through Jesus, if we don't hurt him sometimes. Because we either don't accept his gift or we don't appreciate his gift. And, and so I wonder if we've, we've hurt him because we haven't either accepted his gift or appreciated his gift. God gave us a wonderful gift in the person of Jesus Christ. God gave us this wonderful gift named Jesus. And he was a long-awaited gift. He was one whom uh, the, the Jews were waiting on for for centuries, the promised Messiah, the promised Christ, and they waited and waited and waited, and sure enough, God sent his son, Jesus. And so tonight, I want to take just a few minutes, and I want to talk about some Bible verses that, that talk about God's gift of his son, Jesus, and why he sent his son, Jesus, to the world, because it's, it's a wonderful story, and, and I want to begin uh, in Luke chapter 2, And we're going to look at verses 1 through 20 and just read the Christmas story together. It's kind of a tradition in our house that we do this. I want to do it with you tonight. And then we're going to look at several other verses of Scripture tonight. They'll be on the screen above me, and and you can see those. Um, uh, We've been studying here on Sunday mornings in December a series called uh, The First Christmas Pageant Ever. And we've talked about the main characters of the Christmas story. We've talked about Mary and how she had a humble faith. We talked about Joseph and how he had a courageous obedience. And then last week, we talked about the angels and the shepherds. And we talked about how they had a joyful worship, that they went and they told everybody they could the news they heard about the baby Jesus. Now, this coming year, in 2017, we're going to start a new series on January 8th called Your Story, His Glory. And it's all about how God can take the negative, bad things that happen in our lives and how he can take those and turn them around and use them for the best possible good. So I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what you've been going through. And and maybe your life is just hunky-dory, but if your life is anything like mine, it probably isn't. And there's probably some negative things that you're going through or some negative things that you've been through that you just don't know how God can take that and turn it around. But believe me, He can and He will. And we're going to see that in the lives of different uh, characters from the Bible. We're going to see how God took negative circumstances and negative situations and turned them around for good. And so that's what that series is going to be about. It starts January 8th. And I, if you're making a New Year's resolution, maybe to say, well, you know what, I'm going to start going to church more. Great. That's awesome. I, I, I have a great church I'd love to recommend for you to come do that. I, not, it's here. Um, but we'd love for you to come and, and, just, and make that your New Year's resolution starting in January. Uh, we, we've got uh, one service on January 1st at 11 o'clock because we know you know, everyone's going to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed on January 1st, Sunday morning. Let's get to church. So we're going to give you a week off and give, give you an opportunity to come on January 8th and make your New Year's resolution start then. So January 8th at 9, 30, and 11, we're going to start this new series called Your Story, His Glory. Uh, but for tonight, I want to talk about Jesus And I know, that sounds really novel I went to church, they talked about Jesus Had no idea what was going to happen But yes, it, that's what we're going to do and So if you'd grab your Bible uh, And turn to Luke chapter 2 If you didn't bring a Bible, you can grab one out of the chair in front of you It's a little black Bible, it looks like this And uh, if you're not familiar with the New Testament That's okay, it's on page 724 It's on page 724 Of that Bible in the chair in front of you And we're going to read the Christmas story from Luke chapter 2 will give you a second to find it there. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. This is the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This is the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this, what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. That is the story of the birth of Jesus. And now you may wonder to yourself, well, why? Why is this story so important? And why did God send Jesus? Why did God send his son to earth to be our Savior? And, and really, that's why He came. And in fact, that's what His very name means. That it means that the Lord saves in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. I read this earlier. It says, You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now I got some bad news for you. And you're like, great. Debbie Downer on Christmas? What is this bad news? The bad news is, folks, we are all sinners. Every single one of us. We've disobeyed God, we've hurt God, we've sinned against God, we've sinned against other people, we're all sinners. In fact, in Romans 323 in the Bible it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That God has a glorious intention, a glorious purpose for our lives, and we fall short of it. And the worst news, there's wait, it gets worse. The worst news is that we do not deserve to go to heaven. In fact, in Romans 6.23, it says the wages of sin is death. And not just physical death, but spiritual eternal death separated from God for all all eternity. That is what we deserve because of our sins. But there's good news. In fact, there's really, really good news. And the second half of this verse in Romans 6.23 says, but the gift of God is eternal life life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So because of our sins, we don't deserve to go to heaven, but because of Jesus, he makes it possible for us to go to heaven. That's why Jesus came. That's the very reason Jesus came to earth was because God didn't want to spend eternity without us. That God would rather send his own son to die for our sins than to spend eternity without us. And so he sent Jesus to suffer and die on a cross for our sins because we needed a savior in 1 Timothy 1.15, it says, Here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Sinners like you and sinners like me. That's why Jesus came. In the Old Testament, they would have to sacrifice animals in order to get forgiveness for their sins. And they'd have to do it year in and year out. Every single year, they'd have to sacrifice an animal in order for the blood to, to wash away their sins. And, and God said, this, this isn't good. I gotta, there's, there's a better way. And in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, when the t- right time came, God sent his son. And Jesus came, and he lived a perfect life. He never sinned in any way. When he was a teenager, get this, folks, he never talked back to his parents. Parents of teenagers, imagine for just a moment your child never talking back to you. Ever. No attitude problems. That was Jesus. He never sinned in any way, honored his father and mother, never told a lie, never stole anything. He he lived a perfect life. And when he died on the cross for our sins, he was that perfect human sacrifice who could take away the sins of the whole world once and for all. And so Jesus came to be that sacrifice, the the, who shed his blood so that our sins could be forgiven. Once and for all. And that's why Jesus came. And the reason that God sent him to do that is because God so loves us. In 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, it says, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. He is that atoning sacrifice. He is the sacrifice who takes away our sins. Jesus is the only one who can save us from our sins. That's why God sent him. A a verse I'm sure you're familiar with, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus didn't come to condemn you. Jesus didn't come to to throw you into hell. Jesus didn't come to condemn you at all. Jesus came to save you. And the reason that Jesus came to save you is because God loves you. And so he wants to give you a gift. And he came to give you this gift of his son Jesus because he loves you so very much. And so I got two questions for you. I have these two questions for you about gifts. And I talked a little bit about them earlier. I want to talk about them for just a couple of seconds. The first question I have is, have you accepted God's gift? Have you accepted God's gift? Now, here at GFCC, we believe in a very simple plan of salvation. You you don't have to jump through. Jump through a lot of hoops. Uh, You don't have to uh, give uh, 20% of your income. You can try, but it's not going to change anything between you and God. It's not about how many times you come to church. It's not about how many times you read your Bible a day or pray a day. No, we believe that God saves us by His grace. And it is a free gift of grace. So how do you accept this gift? I mean, if I were to say to you, I have a gift for you. If I pull out a box and, and I told you i got a really good gift for you, wink, wink, it's, it's the keys to a Maserati so all you got to do is just take the gift. I know what's going through your head. Sean, where did you get keys to a Maserati? Never mind. Sean, we saw the church budget last week. We know how much you make. You can't afford a Maserati. Yeah, I know. It's my story. I'll tell it like I tell it. So if I had the keys to a Maserati, I'm going to give you the keys to a Maserati. But all you got to do is just open it and accept it. You say, eh, nah, not for me. You didn't accept the gift. The gift was yours, but you didn't accept it. So how do you accept this wonderful gift of God's grace? How do you accept this wonderful gift of salvation? It's very simple. You've got to believe. You've got to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He died for your sins. You've got to repent. The Bible tells us that we need to repent from our sins. Now, to repent from sin, it doesn't mean to change your behavior. That's not your job. To repent, in the original language, in the Greek, it means to have a change of mind. To say, I don't want to live for myself anymore. I don't want to live for sin anymore. I want to live for God. I want to live for Jesus, and I want him to forgive my sins. You've got to believe. You've got to repent. You need to confess your faith. In Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, it says this. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So you've got to believe in Jesus. you got to repent from your sins. You need to confess him publicly as, as Savior and Lord. And you need to get baptized. In Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter told the crowd, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when we get baptized, God washes away our sins. That by His grace, through faith in His Son, expressed in baptism, that God washes away our sins. He cleanses us from our sins. When we call upon the name of the Lord, our sins are forgiven and washed away. So have you accepted His gift? And maybe you're sitting there going, "Well, I don't know that I have. Or or, I want to and I, I don't know. Well, my encouragement to you is to think about it this year. Make this a Merry Christmas in heaven. Receive the promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ. I want you to think about it this year for Christmas. So have you accepted his gift? And the other question I have for you is, uh, have you, um, are you appreciating his gift? Because it's a gift of love. Now, I have a quote I want to share with you. This is one of my favorite quotes that I, I saw this recently. It's by a guy named Steve Brown. This is what he says. This is a gift of Jesus' love, and he says, He loves us, he loves the worst of us just as much as he loves Jesus, and there's nothing we can do to make him love us any more or any less. Did you hear that? He loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Now, when I think about how much God must love Jesus, I think he's got to have a huge love for Jesus, and think about Jesus that... I mean, he did everything, right? He's his son. And he came and he died for our sins. I mean, God must love Jesus a whole lot. And he loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. And there's nothing you can do that will ever make him love you anymore because he loves you all the way. And there's nothing you can do that will make him love you any less because that's not who he is and that's not his character. He loves you all the way. And so this gift that he's given you, I have a question. Have you accepted it? And, Are you appreciating his gift? Do you appreciate the gift of Jesus that he's given to you? If you've accepted it, do you appreciate it? And I think there's three easy ways that we can show God that we appreciate his gift. We need to love others, serve others, and forgive others. We need to love others unconditionally the way that God loves us. We need to love people unconditionally And that's hard sometimes, because people can be pretty rotten. Amen? Amen. (laughs) Wow. But people can be pretty rotten, and they can be pretty unlovable. But so can we. And God chooses to love us with that unconditional love. And we need to share that with other people. So we need to love others. We also need to serve others. And sometimes that's hard, too, because sometimes we don't want to. Or if somebody does something that makes us mad or they hurt our feelings, and we don't want to serve them. Jesus came to be a servant and to serve others. We need to follow his example and be servants as well. And finally, we need to forgive others. And you know who I'm talking about. You know that there's that person that you need to forgive that it's been gnawing at you for a while and you're thinking, I've got to forgive them, but I just don't know how. Or I need to forgive them and I just don't want to. You need to forgive others. And so if I may make some suggestions about people you need to love, serve, and forgive, maybe for you, you need to love your parents, teenagers. Maybe you need to love your parents unconditionally. and know that they care about you and they have the best in mind for you. Or maybe you need to love your children unconditionally, even though they've hurt you or walked away from your family. Who can you serve? Well, you could serve your neighbor. You could serve your coworker. You know, the annoying one that never shuts up? You could serve them. Because that's what Jesus would do. And who can you forgive? Who can't you forgive? That's the person you need to forgive. Maybe it's an ex. ex Ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex-spouse. Maybe it's that wandering child who spit in your face and peeled out as they left the driveway and never to come home. Maybe it is your spouse, maybe it's the one you're living with now, the people in your house, and you just don't want to. You're holding that grudge, and you're still bitter, but it's time to let it go and to forgive. Because that's what Jesus would do. So if you want to appreciate God's gift, love, serve, forgive. Because that's what Jesus did for us. He loved us. He served us. He forgave us. And I believe this with all my heart, that if we will do this, if we will love others, and if we will serve others, if we will forgive others, if we will accept and appreciate this gift God has given us, it will make this the merriest Christmas ever. May God bless us, everyone. Father God, thank you for your son, Jesus, who gave his life for us, who suffered and died for our sins on our behalf who gave his life that we might have life eternal. I pray for my friends here tonight many who uh, are struggling in many different ways and maybe they're struggling to forgive or struggling to love or struggling to serve maybe they're struggling with you and what you're asking them to do maybe they're struggling with accepting your gift or appreciating your gift i pray that father you would soften our hearts this year that you would speak to us through the holy spirit challenge us and change us help us to look more like this wonderful gift that you gave us named jesus we praise you and thank you for sending him to be our savior and it's in his holy name we pray amen